NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing crickets at the grade level. Boys! Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket. <laughs> uh, I went into to play for a team called um, oh, the Nemesis Kid. Obviously, sharing's always a big issue, a big issue for, for young kids going into a senior cricket team. I was like a wither, please. Um, a bit of advice. Yeah. one. I refer to the great cricketer here and I'll say, this will do a little bit early. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the great cricketer. Short turnaround between shows this week, but it's a big show as they all are. Third test preparations for Pakistan, Australia. The second test between the West Indies and England has been completed. Australia still dominating the World Cup. IPL News, Adam Zampa is on the show. Hashtag RCDC. This episode is presented by Custom Swimwear by Budgie Smuggler. All made in Australia. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry sits across the land at the top ends from I. And me, the opposite from him. Pez, it's finals time in uh, late March. Late March, early April, that's what we're talking, finals cricket. Give me some finals cricket chat. Are you excited for grey cricket finals? How your team, how's your team looking? Mate, your team played my team, and that is clubs that we played at nearly a decade ago, uh, mm-hmm. or even more in, in my case, in fifth grade, and your team won, and I knew yes. that through social media. Uh, I wish I could kind of read it through the, the papers uh, in the mm. old days, but... You through social media, mate. Confession at my end: never played a game of finals cricket. It's a it's a great regret. I absolutely see it as a reflection on my ability. Uh, I nearly played in a semi final once, but was relegated to twelfth man because the player they brought in played New South Wales under nineteens, even though he hadn't scored a run all year, and I averaged far more than him. <laughs> um, and instead of being twelfth man, I went to Blues and Roots Music Festival in two thousand and five. Right. I saw REM actually, and that was really good. REM was good. Uh, but it was always name? a <laughs> REM Williams. Uh, so <laughs> there was always a massive buzz at the club around finals time. Play stepped up. There was more centre wicket practice happening. Happening. There was yeah. more trappings for the eyes. I know you've played a, a good share of finals cricket. Uh, I play my I play my fair share, mate. I play my fair share. Uh, sort of two three stuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> Mate, finals cricket is where it's at. It was good fun because, yeah. like, it's just intensity, season on the line gear. And usually yeah. for most people, it was like the season of the line is usually about the last game before the Christmas break, where if you yes. don't make that, you basically can't make finals. When you come back after Christmas, it's a tough slog for the rest of the season. It gets hotter, wickets are drier, wickets are flatter. 
Um, yeah. Uh, mate, my... The, the game that I think about the most, um, second grade grand final 2010. Um, my, my team finished second. Actually, Norths. We, mm. Norths were top. Uh, they, they were first. And um, we we won on first innings and then uh, and then got reversed. Uh, so lost you the grand reversed. final. got reversed. But, you know, mate, I've always said to maintain, you take, you take four points in a final. You take four points mm. in a final. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's that. And I barely, I barely think about that. Uh, every day in the shower, uh, but you know yeah. it's been twelve years, so um, uh, you know I've moved on from that. As of you, apparently, because you barely think about that under 19s player, you know, replacing you in that semi final. Um, Blues and Roots, though, so there's that. He, he he and his partner just had a baby. Actually, congratulations, and Ben Crawley's um, daughter. We're we're good friends. Anyway, he was a better oh. player than me too, so it was probably a good decision. They went on. Uh, did they win the comp? I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Anyway, our, uh, <laughs> Blues and Roots 05 was really good, though. We camped uh, and it rained, and so we got absolutely drenched. Uh, saw some saw some good bands. Yeah. Cheers. Well, it, it, we'll get the hashtag, hashtag ICDC later in the show, Pez, but like a lot of the stories that come in, like when tension is at the highest – are they often final stories and it's often a grand final against like the main rival and they had like some history earlier on the season someone said mm. something someone did something someone didn't turn up someone did turn up um and that's when we get the best questions i feel like and also just getting to the england season as well a bit of bit of winter net shit uh sure. so this is, this is a, a prime time uh the actual cricket that's being played uh a lot of draws in test matches pez a lot of draws i'm seeing at the moment uh but you know that's just cricket sometimes fucking grim um, the third test uh, between Australia and Pakistan starts today, or in many ways, Pakistan and Australia. Um, Australia have named an unchanged side. Now, Pez, for me, I don't. It it it's it's unnerving when it's when the Australian team announces the team like too far in advance. I want to have some. I want to have some uh, ante- anticipation and trepidation uh, for my eyes when I get to the toss and I want to know who's playing. They've called it too many days out, which says which says to me this wicket's going to be flat as fuck again. Yeah, I can't say like I understand the um, the economy of all of that kind of stuff. Like, why why oh, couldn't you? you just mm, okay. tell? <laughs> just being honest, yeah. No, Pezzer will give a good analysis of this. Uh, no, <laughs> like, why couldn't you just tell the relevant people that they're playing? Like, I always presume that they announce it so that the people who might be on the edge of the eleven just know that they're playing, and everyone else knows, and it's not it's it doesn't become the like an item for speculation heading into the, like the game. Why couldn't you just right. tell them so they know and not tell the opposition? Maybe they're, I don't know. Maybe they're worried about some shit there. Uh, but no, I, I think it's good. Like, I, I think it's good that they've kept Swepson in. Uh, Stark's obviously yeah. been maintained for reverse reasons. Uh, you know, Nathan Lyon took a couple of polls at the end of the last game. Uh I don't know. Still, still, it's just like I hope. I hope he steps up, and it's a huge game, mate. Because like they've played mm. ten days of hard nosed, attritional, mm. cliche test cricket. But whatever happens in this test will define the series. And I think that whatever's happened previously is going to be like Men in Black neuralizer shit. Like it's going to be uh, yeah. Kawaja scored runs and he's from Pakistan, and I don't really know anything else that happened in the yeah. game. Z- yeah. I, 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 I am, uh, I, man, I'm, I'm actually nervous. I'm nervous about this game. Nervous in the sense mm. that I'm worried that it's going to be as the other two games have been. It's got a potential for Australia to have a, you know, a famous 1-0 series victory. 
um, or some sort of situation where Australia might have to save the game and then it's nil all in the series, mm. which is odd to me. But I, I'm I, I'm anxious. I don't I don't again I don't know anything about Pakistan. My knowledge of the geography, where the fucking cities are, I'm just an idiot from the internet. So I don't know the characteristics of the Lahore pitch. I'm just nervous because I'm I'm thinking this has the potentials to be the the, the completion of a 15 day preseason, um, you know, possibles versus probables trial match where blokes just have a hit. You, you might, might as well start retiring blokes at the first innings. Um, <laughs> the fact that Nathan Lyon was on for a hundred in that last game when he got 38 yeah. as night watchman. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I take your point with Lyon. He, he finished four for a hundred in the third in the fourth innings there the other the other day. Um, I don't know what else he's supposed to. It's hard. It's hard to judge. It's hard to judge anyone on these on these decks, um, except for Cameron Green and how tall he is. Um, so anyway, it's you know this this is going to be dated very quickly because the game starts in about five hours time. Well, as as you say, mate, like who knows? But like that, I I share your nervousness like and anxiety about it as well. Like I I think it's probably like the ghosts of past Asian tours and games and stuff. Mm. Like I think Australia just dominating at various points in the series has been a pleasant surprise. And then we obviously get greedy and get upset that they don't play according to Australian conditions in a completely different place uh, in the world. Right. But like, as soon as we get some sort of ascendancy, we must complete the job. Like we're playing at the Gabba. Otherwise everyone needs to get sacked. But like, yeah. I, I feel like they won a great toss in Karachi. And yeah. I just, why do I feel like they need that? they might need a little bit of luck again to give themselves a shot and that maybe mm. Pakistan have been respecting them a fair bit and they, they don't need to as much. Uh, but they, uh, one thing I did enjoy in the lead-up to this game, mate, was uh, there was a good article from Bredig in uh, the Age, SMH, Channel 9, whatever you meant to call it, uh, where, like, it was a it was, 34 years ago he revealed that, like, the team that toured Pakistan voted... Um, all bar two players voted to leave the tour uh, like pretty early on, citing like a conspiracy of dusty pitches and umpires. And, oh, fuck uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone except Jamie Siddons and Tony Dottermade. Uh, <laughs> so good leadership from from Dottermade, who's, who's gone on to, you know, be CEO of Cricket Victoria and is selector now and all this kind of gear. But, uh, yeah, like th they even like mentioned the sort of dismissals that were being given and then, you can look at some of the footage of it because there is some and like, it's not that bad, you know. There's two of them with like Tim May. They're just like, ah, you know, I can see either way. One of them was pretty, was was out. Um, one of them was Salmon. But the other two are okay, you know. But that's, they're big. Like, I just think Australian teams of old were probably a little bit less resilient, you know. These guys, are, they, they, the Aussie team, this Aussie team are fighting. Uh, they, you know, they give themselves a chance in the third test. See how they go. Also, Imran Khan didn't play that series um, because he said that it was the wrong time of year to play. It was really hot. So, you know, <laughs> cricket 34 years ago was good gear, I reckon. That's fucking amazing. It's like, it's like how blokes only play like the home games if it's like close to like where they live. Uh, <laughs> and you turn up, what he did. Yeah, <laughs> you basically yeah. turn up. You turn up late, barefoot, walking across the oval, eating a piece of toast just to let everyone know that's how, that's how close you live to the ground. Uh, <laughs> I like that. So, um... I mean, no one that Jamie Siddons ever played for Australia. If he's, uh, you know, voting to uh, voting to stay. He didn't, he didn't back the boys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Pez, something that caught my eye on the internet today um, was that, the, that I've seen this uh, this ad that you sent me uh, for Australia. It's like, welcome to Australia. Uh, it's like a Pakistan ad uh, welcoming yeah. people from Australia. And the guy who's playing an Australian character uh, is obviously Pakistani. 
and he's wearing an I Heart Sydney t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and then it's just like all the fucking cliches are rolled out. Aussie, 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 crikey, a bit of fair dinkum gear in there. Uh, <laughs> Have a cold one. Good. Yeah. Have a cold one. Have a cold yeah. one. Good gear. Ah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It is good gear. Like it was some. It was an official welcome, I think. You know, like Rami's Raja oh, posted official it, welcome. and like, yeah, uh, like like Nick Hockley's commented on it and stuff. Um, oh, right. It's 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 a funny it's a funny ad, but yeah, you just go well. You know, we well we are largely seen as like uh, Ockerbogans overseas, and um, that's you know probably pretty accurate. Um, I note as well that the Pakistan Australia the white ball games have been moved to Lahore. Um, we spoke to Adam Zampa, who's just about to head over um, to Pakistan for that white ball series, which starts, I'm guessing, on the weekend. Um, uh, given that this fifth test match is due to finish on Friday, and my tip is that it'll finish very late on Friday, um, pretty much at the end of uh, when you have to stop the game completely because there's no result as possible. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's had a look at the deck. That. Did You're- you look at a few pitch pictures? Did you? On Twitter. <laughs> here's the pitch four days out. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, here's, here's what I do, and here's my team. Um, uh, Pez Wilpikowski uh, is set to play for Victoria again, which is exciting. Um, it feels weird that he's only played one test match. Um, and obviously got that 60 against India at the SCG, uh, whenever that was, two, a year ago. Uh, yeah, 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 a year ago. Um, but uh, he's obviously had numerous... Um, concussion issues though there's some sort of evidence now which suggests that all these uh, head knocks haven't resulted necessarily in concussion they've been some sort of like post-traumatic uh, or like post-stress syndrome or, or something like that right did you read that yeah i read that so he's now cleared uh for selection in victoria's next couple of games and they're they're looking at a good shot at the final as well mm. uh, and the i guess yeah they're spin-off from that is that the latest concussion they're saying, which was thought to be his 11th concussion, uh, mm. is now kind of being, I guess, cautiously assessed uh, by experts who, yeah, as you say, like think it might have been a form of post-traumatic migraine or stress-related response. Uh, and that there's a, a panel is saying actually quite a few of these might have been the same thing so not concussion in of itself but some response to concussion which i suppose at clouds it all adds further complexity to it but most importantly for journalists now who want to put a number in front of the number of concussions he's got they can always dispute it now um mm. well actually it wasn't his 11th it was his sixth or seventh or something like that but yeah i mean yeah, yeah. in a like in a Maybe that's good for Pukowski. We have no inside track on it. Like, you know, maybe the issue then for him becomes about how he does, um, you know, mentally manage these head knocks that have happened to him. Uh, I I don't Mm. know. It it might actually weed out a few people who do believe they can provide medical analysis uh, online because that's the newest thing that they know about following uh, vaccinations (laughs) and um, the war in Ukraine. So, uh, mm. so yeah, I, I hope he's. I hope he's good. You know, we always say that we hope he's good. He's a class player. He's got a huge future in cricket if he wants it. Uh, it'd be interesting to see whether Chris Rogers selects him um, for the next two games. Uh, yeah. Travis Dean came back into the side. He's a bit of a heartbeat of the Victorian cricket team, mm. albeit closer to the end of his career than the beginning. I think uh, he made 147 and 47. So, uh, I, I have a feeling if, if Pukowski is available and they're they're keen, like they'll pick him. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's further complexity, isn't it? 
Yeah, they they're going to they're going to play at the Wacker, so it's probably not. I mean, you can you can buy bumpers anywhere. Um, so get the uh, front dog. Yeah, you sort of get in the front dog there at the Wacker. Mm. Um, you sort of got to, get, got to get your lengths right. Like most of the uh, sort of travelling teams, they actually bowl too short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, of course, you know what the fuck do I know? It's just it's it, whatever the whatever these symptoms are. The fact that he can't play, um, you know, I suppose the scary thing is that it's to do with the head, um, you know. But if it's like a hamstring and like he he gets hit with with a volleyball. Um, and it, you know, or he just keeps rolling his ankles. It, it, either way, he just he continually can't play, and there's no. I'm sure there's no one more frustrated than Will um, about that. But uh, you know, you just hope he's okay and he's making good decisions. But he probably is um, because he yeah, he's in charge of that, and I'm um, you know me. Um, uh, Warns uh, Shane Warns funeral, mate, and uh, memorials uh, uh, that was on the weekend. What day is it? Monday. Yeah. So um, sort of. There's lots of nice photos of like former, you know, part you know, all the, all the former players, um, you know, getting together and celebrating, uh, Warney's life, and there'll be, uh, the the state funeral at the MCG is on the thirtieth, right? I think tickets go on sale for that this week, um, mm. uh, which I'm sure there'll be uh, a full house for that. Um, mate, there's there's something there's something really odd about. I don't know if you've seen the photos of like you know, like the the casket and like all the the players and stuff. They're all wearing like. St Kilda scarves, um, like the the casket had like St Kilda scarves draped over it. There's something unbelievably depressing about like one of Australia's greatest ever players celebrated by his footy team. <laughs> <laughs> can we fucking just have? Can we have something? Are, are you are you are you uh, like? Are you criticizing the style of <laughs> Shane Warne's style on his funeral? <laughs> I mean, is that tasteful? Uh, I mean, yeah, like I think uh, Eddie Maguire, Eddie Maguire was the MC, and uh, right, I th- you know, and and Warren has been quoted as saying like footy is all he wanted to do, and yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, uh, no, it's cr- no, but in the sense that like, yeah, <laughs> cr- cricket was the rebound option, you know, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally just became the Mozart of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he just wanted to kick yeah. goals for the Saints, though. Yeah, well, it just you know it is depressing for us in the sense that that's the hold <laughs> that footy has, but it does have that hold, and I think that's kind of I do think that's kind of cool, and it's uh it it, it Warren was <laughs> like his life was never all about cricket, was it? Like he he did have other yeah. things though. That thing was footy, and we sledged that all the time because obviously there's some yeah. spell that's cast on Victorians, but um <laughs> but in all in all serious no, I mean I mean let's be let's be serious. It's like it's quite um you know it's it's a it's a big game and it's and it's deeply loved and uh and he you know that's kind of cool and everyone was wearing St Kilda scarves so that was cool I didn't I, I wasn't I mean there was footage there was footage of the funeral I don't know if that was like um I haven't seen that I don't know if that was yeah it was in in the Channel Nine papers I'm not sure if that was like sanctioned or Paps stuff uh, I hope it, I hope it was okay. like I hope it was okay uh, I I looked at it for like five seconds and then went well, I don't know if I'm meant to be looking at this uh but yeah and then obviously the the memorial is on the thirtieth. Like I, I, I would, I would have gone if I was in Melbourne, but I'm in Darwin. I'm gutted not to be able to go, but I hope it's. Uh, you know, I'm sure it will be really fitting uh, and amazing. And you know, they've named the Great Southern Stand after him. So there's a little bit of consternation over the process of doing that and how quickly they've done it, and kind of maybe um, 
you know, like mobilizing or weaponizing a little bit of like uh, some decisions in a period of grief. But I don't think anybody is um, is questioning the like the appropriateness of the call. It's going to be awesome. And the I think I think I heard the family has asked that it not be named the SK Warn Stand, but it's the Shane Warn Stand, uh, which is cool. I think I think that's cool too. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. Um, the Women's World Cup rolls on Australia just doing just doing great things chasing records now record yeah. run chase against India the other night Meg Lanning 97 good gear captain runs batting three stuff yes Australia's mm. 17th successful run chase in a row Pez oh, a bit you know tournament stuff like that five from five now there's now three teams vying for fourth uh, New Zealand India and South Africa have all lost three games of their five um and then south africa is second they've won four out of four and yeah india's third but 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 yeah it's um tournament stuff is is i still fancy india always giving australia a game given what they did in that series before they they broke the streak of australia's one day uh international wins in a row close game here they chased 277 in the end australia with three balls to spare i think i think beth mooney came in at the end mm. they got 30 off 20 it's on in front of me, but i think that was Moon's 30 of 20 after, she's, after she spoke to uh, the great cricketer Sam Perry last week. Uh, mm. Obviously inspiration, no doubt. Um, but tournament play, mate, they, they can roll into the final. They're already, they're, they're already into the semifinals now. Um, with They've got to play two more games. They think they play seven games. Yeah, there's eight teams in it, so seven games. Um, but, you know, it looks, it looks good. It looks good for Australia. Yeah, but, you know, they missed an opportunity to have the loss they had to have. I see. You know, which which is necessary in any tournament across any sport, or if you if you're on a big winning streak ahead of a finals knockout series, there's a loss you had to have or have to have. Of course. Uh, apparently, I don't write the rules. It just that's that's in the rules. Uh, but mm. yeah, no, they they instead just managed a world record chase, and uh, it yeah it was on early as well. Elisa Healy was uh, was killing it. Haynes going mm. with a Lanning. Uh, I don't no. Nah, this I mean, this is boring. I, I actually like every time I watch Meg Lanning, like she doesn't score a hundred, but she scored like fourteen in ODI cricket. I just you know, mm. so I'm I'm actually feeling uh, a little bit gypped there that she was out for ninety seven, not giving me everything that I want, right? Uh, okay. In one go, but yeah, I mean, they just they they look incredible, Australia. Uh, England's still in it, aren't they? I know they they sort of jammed yeah, themselves one of the... a win recently. They, yeah. they, they they lost their first three. Uh, yeah. So then, then they beat they're, India. they're hovering around. Yeah, they're still yeah. hovering. I don't know. What do you do? You just got to play and then hope to play well in the semis in the final. That's how. You, that's what you got to do. I think Australia's got to play Bangladesh and South Africa. Those are the last two games. South Africa's the only other team with on a hundred percent record. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter either way because they're going to finish top. Um, so then they'll play fourth. Is that how it works? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then th- so the, there's three teams who can come fourth at the moment. It's it's England, New Zealand, and India. Um, and all three of those teams are pretty good, or at least have good players. Um, but it doesn't matter because Australia's got the best team ever. Actually, Australia does have the best team ever. This is this actually might be the best ever women's team. That's actually, I was being sarcastic at the beginning, but then I was like, no, that's actually probably true. Look at the records they're setting. It's unbelievable. Well, what about like a game. player of the match, the first two or three games, Elise Perry, like, you know, is criticised in this game because she the slowness of her batting. Uh, mm. You know, kind of cost them a bit. It's twenty four or fifty rocks or something. So it sort of it, it actually stood out a little bit. Uh, mm. Creates question like Beth Mooney, as, as sort of noted on the interview last week. She's out once in five digs 
uh, just ending on 23 not out, 30 not out, just heaps of not outs in the 20s and the 30s. And is that good? Is that a good thing? That like, Does that mean it's working or does it mean that she should be higher up the order? I've got a feeling that they're going to need her at some point. You know, it's not all going to go to plan and she might have a longer innings there at number five. And I'm sure Elise Perry will be fine too. I'm sure she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm sure Australia's one of Australia's greatest ever athletes is going to be mm. okay um, at some point. Um, West Indies and England's pairs. The second test just finished this morning our time. Another exhilarating draw. This was an absolute run, gluttonous, deluxe fest. Yes, that's why. That's why. Them. That's why I'm not in charge of naming festivals. Uh, <laughs> if someone wants to mock up like a if someone wants to mock up like a post a festival poster for that, uh, <laughs> like someone did last week for um, what was it? Pure gloves. Pure gloves. Yeah. Pure pure gloves. That was very yeah. good. Uh, I'm glad they yeah, did that. So- not black gloves matter. <laughs> uh, runs galore for. Uh, more runs for Roots. Ben Stokes, first Test 100 in a while, uh, hitting clean balls. And Braithwaite and Blackwood uh, did the business for uh, the West Indies as well. And then Braithwaite's got another 50 in the in the fourth innings as well to sort of save the game because they they gave – England gave the West Indies like 65 overs to bat on the final day. They lost five wickets. They were about five for about 100, I think, maybe a little bit less, um, or 100 for five rather. And then uh, but Braithwaite saw them home. So I think Braithwaite got about – 250 runs in the game uh not mm. bad uh but mate joe wrote more runs we spoke we spoke about him on last week's show um i gotta say like stokes coming in there at five and scoring runs he we, we didn't we didn't see him we didn't see him at the ashes really i mean he was he was underdone he's i think he got 150 maybe he got 250s in the ashes his runs and how important he is for english cricket is just he seems important you know but it's also just like you know how people say like when the West Indies are playing well, that's good for cricket. When Pakistan are doing well, it's good for cricket. These things are true as well. But I just feel like if Ben Stokes is scoring runs in particular, because he, he always does something with the ball, it just that feels like it's a good thing for the game of cricket. Is that is that mm. too big? No. I mean, he's a, he's, he's an absolute weapon in the good sense. He's, he's yeah, the best, yeah. best player in the world on his day. You know, he's, inc- yeah. he's incredible, Ben Stokes. Great to, see him, great to see him play well. Always entertaining. Fucking heart of heart of a lion hits the deck mm. hard, smashes it. Great fielder. He's just he's one of the best. You know, he's probably probably mm. is the best in world cricket to be honest. Uh, and I will be honest. That six he hit a six. That one six where he just was almost off his feet. You know, he like literally transferred mm. his weight between his feet to go over the top. Uh, mm. Fuck, it's 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 incredible shit. And I'm really it's always good to see Ben Stokes go well. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was just gonna say, mate, like. Uh, with Brathwaite, 11 hours for 160 in the first innings and then, yeah, 246 minutes for his unbeaten 50 this time. And right. I think I saw a tweet saying that his mum came to watch him for the first time. And, huh. uh, you know, we normally we normally sort of say, well, when your dad comes, you, you fail, obviously, and then your dad yeah. who's there to watch you ostensibly doesn't look like he's watching you and it's a whole sort of, you know, father-son dance. But maybe we need to talk more about That's mum right. stuff. You know, mum maybe stuff. the mum stuff is 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 the secret to success in cricket. So mm. his mum comes and watches him because young and a bat for a long time in front of your mama. I don't know if he calls her mama. That just sort of came out. Uh, Six hundred and seventy-three <laughs> balls. He goes uh, the most balls any West Indies batters faced across a test. Uh, is that equinox stuff? I don't know, but it actually is the autumnal equinox today. 
uh, 2.21am. So Wait. He's faced, he faced the most balls ever in a test match for a West Indian player. For a West Indies. Across a test. So not in an innings. That was Lara. Yeah. But across yeah. a test. Yeah. 673 rocks. Just just having a stick there. i got to tell you, if it, if it had one more caveat, yeah. like if it, if it was like West Indies opener, then I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm not having That's that a, anymore. It's the all-time like most, equinox today. Yeah, most ever in a test. That's... That does seems that's significant. I like that stuff. For a West Indian. For a West Indian across two innings. So he's, he's had to combine yeah. two innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You happy with it? Yeah, but if it had one I, I'm, more. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's I think it's a good stat. It's a good stat. Just. Um, Dan Lawrence, ninety one and forty one. Look, everyone's scoring runs, you know. This is the thing. You like Dan Lawrence, yeah, yeah. ninety one and forty one, that's good. Mm. Just it, it gets mm. diluted a bit when like heaps of coats are making runs. Yeah, I know, yeah. When I saw England got 500 in the first innings, and we know England's issues with scoring first innings runs, I was thinking, like, mm, this must be pretty fat. <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, like, I saw another tweet where there was a bit of rabble-rousing, like, you know, if, if England batted it out later in the innings, would the reports be that England was resilient? Um, mm-hmm. Because when West Indies batted out, most of the reports are that the deck is, you know... Fucking flat, 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 flat. So, you know, is there a bias there? Probably, 100%. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we all do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of course there is, yes. You know, I don't know why I it's the same, the same in the Australia, Australia, Pakistan. Just when Pakistan did it, ah, deck shit. If Australia did it, oh, mate, Kawaja, UAE. Yeah, really good stuff. I know we said this at the uh, on last week's show, which was only a few days ago, but but root for me is... Root for me is the best batter in the world at the moment by a distance. Like just like the sheer weight of runs he's putting on the board at the moment. Two two more hundreds in this series, 150 in this innings, right? Um, I know he didn't get the hundreds in the ashes, which is what we said last week. But I mean, he got he got close a couple of times. Um, I don't know anyone else who's doing this away from home as well. Um, that given as well what's happening with Coley, no runs for ages. Smith is, Smith, Smith's, Smith's not okay in this series. Um, but no hundred for a little while as well. Kane Williamson K hasn't played in a minute. Um, and then Marnus is the number one bat, but not for me. Not for me, he's not. Um, but yeah, Joe Root, Joe Root is the best by a, a distance for me at the moment. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think? What are your thoughts about what I just said? Well, maybe give give Kawaja a bit of a chance on the world circuit. He's got runs at home against England. He's got him away in Pakistan. Sure. See how he goes in England. I mean, it's usually not that great. No, I think I, I think you're <laughs> yeah. right, man. I think you're right. I mean, you know, we're not talking about three format, are we? We're talking about we're talking about Test cricket. Test. Yeah. Talking about right, Test. Talking about good. Test. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, okay. Fuck. I don't really give a fuck about any of this. Like, who's the best at the moment? Like, it's just matchup shit. How many games do you win? Yeah. How many times do you bat to win the game for your team? That's the only yep. thing, and it's not really Root's fault, but like that's the charge against Root, and he, you know, and I'm mm. all about runs against the best players and the best teams, you know, like it's not to take away from Joe Root. I think all of the like who's the best gone round at the moment, uh, yeah, okay, it's probably Root. Root's consistently scoring runs. It's it's that's really good shit, but I get more um, excited with players who make runs like against the odds under pressure. Uh, against really good attacks that that help their team, you know. I know he does those things. He probably is the best stick if you're just looking in the nets and guys looking good. Good, yeah. Roots good. Okay. Well, what about what about your top five 
left-handed openers who were born in August. Go. All right. Bill Laurie. Uh, <laughs> Arthur Morris. Uh, my mate, um, Nathan Ball. Uh, sort of opening a couple of, yeah. couple of ones games in, uh, oh, yeah. in one day is. Um, yeah. 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 Who else? Uh, Ganguly opened for a bit. So Dada, I've got to say that. I think he, <laughs> think he opened a couple of one day is there. Uh, and oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? My uncle Andrew in the backyard. <laughs> wow, no Langer or Hayden. Very interesting. Yeah. Although I suppose they went by in August, which was the which was the main caveat of that. Mm. Hey, yeah, uh, right. England's uh, England's bowling stocks uh, get weirder and weirder. Uh, and Mark Wood with his with his elbow, his little uh, he's got he's got a little elbow injury there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's now he's now out of for luck. Now we're talking about the IPL now. Um, there's been a few squad changes. Obviously, Aaron Finch is in. Uh, in KKR, which is Pat Cummins' team. Uh, Moen Alley, still waiting for clearance to play. Do you know Do you know more about this? Uh, no, other than he's just waiting for clearance. But, I mean, he okay. played last year, so I'm going to guess he'll be there. He's a fair bit yeah. invested in Moen Alley. I'm sure they'll get it done. Yeah, he's a pretty handy player. Um, Faf is going to be the new RCB captain. There was the announcement of that last week as well. That's obviously Virat Kohli's franchise. Um, and Virat has stepped down as captain as of last year. Um, so now Virat doesn't captain any teams. He doesn't captain any teams anymore, does he? No, because he's not doing. He's not doing any white ball stuff, and he's not. He's not the test captain, and he's not the RCB captain. So he's that's not captaining so any strange. teams anymore. That's so strange to me, mate. Anyway, uh, I mean, that is that's weird. We uh, like we've already done the interview with Adam Zampa. You'll hear it. He has. Like lovely things to say about Coley. Didn't get like you know from his time at RCB. We talked to a few people about Coley, and just he, just he actually seems like a good level guy that everybody respects. You know, like you never hear anything bad about him. It's strange to me that like he's in a scenario now where he's got no leadership across any team. Uh, mm. Not saying he's like uh, you know, not saying he's fucking JFK of leadership, you know, necessarily, but like he was, he's pretty decent, <laughs> you know, and he's yeah. obviously huge profile. But anyway, I find that really interesting. I was thinking about Coley yesterday as is my want. Um, and, uh, I was just, I was just kind of wondering like where his, where his legacy will exist now. Cause I, I've, I've felt, I've said, I've said this so many times, but I just felt like he was such, he was in a, like a legacy stage of his career where he just wanted to win heaps of shit and become like as big as what Dhoni appears to be in India, just, you know, as an observation or, you know, and I don't know if he'll reach the Tendulkar levels of, of adulation where, but I mean, Coley's going to win so much stuff in his career. And like, they've got their, they've got the 50 over world cup. The men's 50 over world cup is next year in India. I think he really wanted to cap to captain that team. They didn't win the West world test championship final uh, against New Zealand where he was captain there. He's never won the IPL at RCB where he's been captain for so many years. And he hasn't scored runs in so long, like 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 big bulk Coley runs, big bulk Coley runs, mm-hmm. um, which is a transportation company that I'm setting up at the moment. Um, and uh, um, and I just, I just sort of wonder like where 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 it's going with him. You know, I I'm sure I'm sure the big bulk runs are coming. Uh, you know, from again, like he, he's too good a player if that's not happened, and to get the hundreds and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like he was on this trajectory where he was gonna he was gonna reach like maybe one of India's greatest players of all time and instead i feel like it's 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 only going to well he was just the best player of a generation yeah you, you know what i mean like it's that's hey still pretty good but i feel like it was just going somewhere that i don't see it going anymore yeah i mean he was 
I suppose he was on track to have the perfect career. Like, yeah, uh, I, I think he probably in India he, he's already one of the greatest players of all time. But like, I know what you mean. Like, it's a it's a little bit of a um, it's a rung down to be stripped of the captaincy. You know, a couple of times. Mm. I mean, that you know, that said, like that happened to Ponting. Uh, and it doesn't seem to impact like people's thoughts on his legacy. Like nobody goes, oh well, he did lose a captaincy there for a bit. It happened to Sir Garfield Sobers as well. Like mm-hmm. these are people who are regarded as the greats. Like I mean, the, the thing missing from Coley at the moment is the bulk runs. Like that's just that's what that's what the thing thrives off. That's that's the energy source. And mm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm backing him. I'm backing him to bring it back. Mm. Um, all right. Well, do you want to let the people know, Pez, uh, about our IPL coverage, which starts – the IPL starts next week. Man, the IPL starts on Saturday, brother. Uh, Sunday. No, Saturday. Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, we're going, we're going big. Bigger than last year. Three, day, three reviews per week. Watto's rap. Uh, we've got a comedy show to, to debut. Uh, we've got we're going to have heaps of interviews with players, heaps of people from in and around the IPL. There's going to be a lot of recording. I'm not going to say something every day, but just about. And we'll have a preview of the IPL later on this week for those who care about that coming out exclusively to our YouTube channel. So, um, you know, all the people who sledge us on Reddit, get ready. <laughs> um, we were very fortunate to speak to our dear friend of the show, Adam Zampa, who has now been on this podcast i want to say three times but it might be more than that because we've done so many other things with like channel seven uh and and whatever else um but uh but before then we got to thank our dear sponsors budgie smuggler uh because as Mm. you know that this show is presented to you by custom swimwear by budgie smuggler all made in australia uh and pez i was just thinking about the world cup i was thinking about the world cup uh, the Women's World Cup, and I was just thinking, you know, it's on. It's on for another trophy here for the Australian cricket team. Yeah, I'm yep. thinking that it's on. I'm thinking that it's on. Un- like, it's unbeatable. I and mean, this is going to play out poorly uh, next week when we uh, lose to uh, Namibia, who aren't even in the tournament. But um, that is going to be quite a shock. Uh, but I was, uh, you know, so I was thinking about a, I was thinking about a mural of just the all-time great Australian victories, people holding up silverware, all sports. I'm thinking yep. John Eels. I'm thinking Warren on the balcony. I'm thinking mm. Steve Waugh in a motor car down uh, George Street in Sydney where they used mm. to have, you know, ticket tape parades. No more ticket tape parades. Yeah. Not since COVID. Um, or actually, when was the last ticket tape parade? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. Like, I went to school in the city. So, like, mm. I was, we were around for ticket tape parades. I, I, I reckon there might have been one, like, for the 04 Olympics in Athens. There might have been some ticker tape parade stuff. I seem to recall Grant Hackett, a bald Grant Hackett with Oakleys on, uh, standing okay. in some kind of car or other, you know, gold medal glistening. Mm. Uh, that was a good. That was a good medal too. I mean, you know, of all the gold medals, sort of ranking them. So yeah, that's yeah. the last one I can remember. I feel like it's on. There's probably been some since, you know, but I, that's the last one I remember. It doesn't seem to be in vogue as much anymore. The old. I don't remember. Parade. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the 04 one. I, I'm thinking like I remember the '99 World Cup one, but this yeah. the cricket the cricket World Cup one. I was yeah. just like, I was '99 was a great time to be alive as a young person mm. who supports the Australian sporting, uh, you know, network. Mm. Um, oh, it was the peak where of we just won everything: hockey, yeah. rugby league, 
uh, rugby oh, union. Oh, the whole the whole centuries, the whole new century's been dystopia. I mean, the Sydney Olympics happened, and that's it. Everything's downhill. Yeah. Okay, we knocked over the British Lions with Rob McQueen. Uh, you know why? <laughs> you know, I hear people, I hear people saying that knocked them yeah. over. But uh, yeah. it's Austin Healy doing impressions of 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 Lou uh, from Neighbours. <laughs> the only reasons I came was to see Lou and Toadfish. Uh, wait, that's Sean Connery. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh. so yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it every, everything since has been uh, a disappointment. Everything peaked in nineteen ninety nine, and I think nineteen ninety nine was probably when um, you know it was sort of known as a former like another another company's name, but really budgie smugglers were in vogue. I just want to say again, I'm dressed by a budgie today. We've got the hat uh, today. They do do accessories and all that kind of gear. You want to put mural stuff on budgies on your custom designs. I want to. I've been thinking about, uh, you know, placid pictures, roads, highways, and I'm thinking about the world's sure. best roads that you might mm-hmm. want to. You might you want to place the world's best roads on your custom design. I'm thinking, you know, Chapman's oh, yeah. Peak Drive, South Africa. You know, I'm thinking, um, you know, Route One, Iceland, which is not to be confused with. Burnley's approach in the Premier League. Uh, I'm thinking the, I'm thinking the Amalfi Drive in Italy. You know, even in oh, Australia, yeah. the Great o- the Great Ocean Road. Oh yeah, uh, or just Junction Oval, another road. Um, mate, what about the Carl Expressway in Sydney? And then when the Socceroos mm. play in the World Cup, uh, it's the Tim Cahill Expressway. Um, <laughs> I just actually just reminds me of when we get our athletes dressed up in their playing gear and we put them into like. Um, we put them into concrete jungles or we just put them in, we, 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 we place them out of context of the sporting arena, but we have to recognize mm. them. So we've got to put them in their playing jerseys. Yes. I remember a yes. photo of, um, it was Smith, Zampa and Kawaja in, um, in Times Square in New York in like the bright yellow ODI yeah. kit. Um, and I was like, why, why do we need to do this to these people? I don't understand. <laughs> Tim Cahill in his Socceroos jersey standing next to the Carl Expressway sign. Um, I don't know why we do that, but that's just an idea. Another, another stellar endorsement of Budgie Smuggler. Uh, get your custom designs at budgiesmuggler.com.au, all sorts of other accessories as well. Use the code CHAMP. See what happens. It's at budgiesmuggler.com.au. Here's Adam Zampa. <laughs> Welcome to the grade cricketer. I make dick jokes on the internet. <laughs> Bush horse. Bush horse. Fuck. The elite bush horse. Bush horse. Bush horse. Just truffling. It's the least intimidating noise. <laughs> Sex. The bush horse. Bush horse. Bush horse. <laughs> pumping, pumping. The bush horse. Is an elite bush horse. Pumping with safety. Pumping with aggression. Pumping with an elite bush horse. Josh Hazel. Fuck. Funk Master Flex. Tossmaster Finch. Tossmaster Finch. Tossmaster. Tossmaster Finch. Pumping with Josh Hazel. An elite bush horse. Bush horse. Fuck. Bush horse. Demolition job stuff. Sex, 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 
Well, it's the third or fourth appearance on the show from this man, one of the dearest friends of the show. You may even recognize his voice from the intro title with one of the most prophetic and profound comments about grade cricket. And I'll leave it to the audience to work out which one that is. Uh, I'm talking about Adam Zampa, Zorba, uh, the spin extraordinaire with the T20 World Cup victory. Uh, also plays for Sutherland, I think. Adam Zampa, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. How are you guys? You good? Very good. Yeah. I just noticed off air, Zorbi. Oh, um... Sorry. Oh, no, take your show. Let's I go. To, I, to, I have to comment there. I love how we always start off with how are you, even though I've been talking to you guys for half an hour before the show started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've there got to be a better way. Faces on. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a better way to do it. Anyway, let's play on. We've been talking for half an hour. Let's let's do the podcast now. Well, just I didn't mention this off air. If you want this to be fully authentic, but you you organised, you fixed a coffee for yourself uh, before commencing. I did too. Mine's out of the plunger, and you were like um, weighing some shit on scales and stuff. Uh, <laughs> like it seems lately, mate. That and this is obviously very important in Australian cricket. That coffee. I thought the sort of the gourmet artisanal coffee movement was created by you in the current Australian cricket team, but it seems to be the domain of Manus Labuskakni now. And I just want to know as a 36 year old male who concerns himself with world affairs, how that sits with you. Um, it depends how you want to see yourself, I guess. Like, do you want to be the pioneer or do you want to be the sheep? Um, I'll just, I could kind of leave it there, but um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I'm a pioneer, mate. Um, I started the movement. I'll continue to do the movement in the background without putting it in too many people's faces. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice. If you don't have any followers, you're not a leader. Um, so, yeah, cheers to that. Hey, <laughs> cheers. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Cheers. I think I heard a lot of anti-vaxxers say the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but I want to I know when your last grade game was. Do you even have a club at the moment? Um, it's, it's a very good question. I last played a grade game um, for East Torrens Cricket Club mm-hmm. probably three and a half years ago. Um, about medium pace. Also, like okay. Marcus. Uh, like, yeah, Marcus. also like Marcus. It's because I could not get any wickets bowling leg, leg spin. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told for about 20 overs, got one wicket, one leggy, so I started bowling medium pace. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a club at the moment. Um, trying my best to avoid that decision for maybe forever. Um, yeah, I actually got a I got a message last week from someone from Cricket Australia because they've been saying they want to announce the ODI and T Twenty teams, Test teams, and have your club next year, um, like an under nineteen selection. Um, and I just yeah haven't, I just haven't gotten around to it because you you haven't gotten around to it yet because you're a club in Sydney. Your original club was Sutherland. 
and their um I just wanted to know if you still recall their song upon winning a game. I do. Is, yeah. Would you would you provide a rendition? <clears throat> Ideally I wouldn't want to do that. Okay. Um <laughs> should never you should never ask for impressions yeah. from people. I apologize. Ideally. Um, I find singing I find singing hard as it is, but this song it kind of I need Luke Dudman to to start it. Yep. Without okay. Luke Dudman yep. or Joel Tusser or Nathan Fitzgerald next to me, it's just it's it gets a bit emotional for me. That's um that's nice you remember the, the guys' names though. Like your, <laughs> your club mates that, that that would that would mean a lot to that club. Um like what was your role in this song? Because like it's just shark attack, tack, 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 tack. There's a lot of bin hitting stumps against some concrete walls, toilet block walls. Someone's got to get a bin to get the beat of the tack, 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 tack. What was what was your role in the song? I'm that I was just that idiot that tried to get people naked. Um the what sort the of Glamour tactics Graf, would you employ? Well, just have a shower. Um yep. people that know the Glenn McGrath Oval change rooms well, I don't know if they've changed in the last ten years, but they're um they're tiny Amazing. homes. Yeah, yeah, they're cabins. Um and the shower's pretty close to where Luke Dudman would hit the bins, so I'd be in and out of the shower um, during the song. Speaking of uh, cabins, like it gives me the aesthetic of, um, you know, being up in the hinterland. And I know that one of one of the things people talk about with you now, whether it's on the TV or otherwise, is, you know, Zorbo and, and his farm. You know, how's the farm up in Byron? You know, on a serious note, there's been some... Um, catastrophic floods up there obviously and tell us about how the farm's going uh and also just the uh, the response to the floods yeah it's um it's it was a life-changing move for me like two two years ago i made the decision to to move from adelaide um back home um and generally when guys move you obviously move to the city so um yeah, like most guys that are playing for New South Wales will will try and live in Sydney. But I think it just my plan was always to have the farm and then go to Sydney as much as I, I needed to for, for cricket, whether it be pre-season or for a few weeks. So um but it's just turned out that basically I live there full time now. Um we travel so much for for cricket that as soon as I get a couple of weeks off I go there. But um yeah, it's been life changing. I absolutely love living um up there. I live five minutes outside of a small town called Bangalore. Um, and it's just a, yeah, it's a great community. Um, I can see myself living there forever. Um, yeah, in terms of the floods, we, we have a creek that wraps around the property and, and we're pretty lucky that the creek rose a little bit, took out some fences, um, some electric fences, which are um, pretty easy to fix. But um, yeah, we got out of it pretty lightly compared to some people in Mullumbimby and, and Lismore. Mm. Um, you, you moved there. You, you mentioned you moved there from South Australia, Zorb, and it must have been pretty frustrating, mate, for you where you're, you're playing for Australia and and you're doing good things for the Australian cricket team, but you don't really get much game time for the Redbacks. I mean, there must have been, in, in a time with respect to South Australia where they haven't won a game in 15 years. Um, so, that, I mean, that must have been, that must have been pretty frustrating as a, as a guy who's playing for the Australian team who can't get a game for South Australia. Yeah, I... I had seven seasons in South Australia and I'll, I'll absolutely have fond memories of that. But yeah, towards the end, 
um, things started to get frustrating. Um, I mean, playing every shield game was important to me, but I think it was I was playing I was playing the ones that I shouldn't have been playing. So if you, if I didn't get picked at the Wacker, for example, I, I'm not too bothered about that because naturally as a leg spinner, you got about five and over, and you get you get bounced the shit out of when you bat. So um, <laughs> I was happy to miss that one, but I was missing, yeah, I was missing games at Adelaide Oval and which I've got a really re- good record at. So yeah, it was, it was yeah. getting frustrating. And I think seven years of Adelaide living there in general was just enough as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it all combined to a pretty easy decision. I just want to, I just want to go back to the farm stuff and you talk about where you're living. Like I think there was a couple of rain delays in the latest T20 series against Sri Lanka, highly memorable series. And the, um, the camera pans to you in the SCG dressing rooms and like all the banter is like, Oh, Zampa's probably talking about his farm, you know? And like, I just look at a guy and I'm like, he lives on a farm. He's got a sustainable lifestyle. He likes it. It works for him. But like in cricket circles, it's like, Oh, that's so rare. Oh, he's, he's, he, he, he makes his own food and he likes living on a farm. I mean, what is what is going on with this bloke, you know? He, he, he is out of control, this guy. Like, look, look, look at him. He's just so rare. Firstly, that's a really, really good point that you make. But I, remember, I do remember that happening during the T20 series against Sri Lanka and Ash Agar walked in after his interview. Because he was the one that got, that got asked, he goes, what's everyone talking about in the dressing room? And he said, Zen's farm. And I go, why did you say that? We're not talking about my farm. Like, we're talking about haircuts and ridiculous shit. We're not talking about my farm at the moment. But he's like, oh, no. And I just said, your farm. <laughs> but do you, do you find, like, among cricketers, like, cricketers obviously well paid these days, like... Um, among them, like, is do they find it like sort of you know unorthodox that someone has done it the way you want? I mean, when I think about living up in Byron or something, it's, it sounds quite idyllic, apart from the sort of the new blow-ins, um, kind of getting you know making it difficult for the locals. Um, um, I yeah, I, as I said to you before, like people find it a bit weird because most of the guys are living in the in the capital cities, so. Um, if there's a week off, I'm at home and those guys, you know, generally at home in the city and they have the access to the facilities and they're probably seeing each other a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think it's nice that people are interested in the sustainability side of things. Like people, boys do ask about what's going on there next and what my plans are. So it's a nice conversation to have. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, not rare. But mo- most people that live in that part of the world have, have property or some sort of project they're working on. I really, I'm really enjoying the in-depth discussions of like what blokes are talking about the dressing rooms at club level. Like, you know, or, you know sorry, in Sash level, it's just the same. Just you're talking about haircuts and, and race seven at Mooney Valley. <laughs> <laughs> no, most, of, most of the conversation that happens in our change room is about golf. It's, mm. it, it would take mm. up 95% of every conversation they talk about like the Royal bloody Campbelltown or bunch, bunch noogles and, and like they're doing a golf trip soon to Tassie and send 
they saw one tiger snake there once. It's like basically what <laughs> what Callaways and Taylors they're they're using next, and it's yeah, Scotty Pippen putters. Um, yeah. Are, are you like a are you a, a golf nuff as well? Have you ever dabbled in that, or like do you know how to? hold your own in that conversation, you know, just talking about sort of getting on plane and uh, that kind of gear. One of, one of the greatest days of my life was, was playing golf. I had the most fun I've ever had. It was two days before the World Cup final. Um, myself, Ashton Agar, um, Kane Richardson and uh, David Beakley, God bless. Um, he, we had a round of nine holes of golf, me and Ash Agar finished a bottle of Grand Marnier. Um, I took out a couple of trees and some solar lights, um, ripped up some gutters, um, went deep into the night um, with a few more beers. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not ideal preparation for the World Cup, but it was, yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good memory of mine. Got the job Must on. have been there. Yeah. I mean, you won. Well, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that your main memory from the World Cup is playing golf and having a couple of beers with Ashton Agar. That's Ripping the main takeaway. Ripping up <laughs> the, world, the World Cup would have been great memory anyway if we didn't win it, but that just topped it off. We had, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And that's my memory of golf. I, I severely try to avoid it in Australia. People tell me, why don't I play because the courses are beautiful, but it's like you've got them. I'd, I'd rather just go for a coffee or go try a new IPA that I haven't had yet, or go to the ocean, go for yeah. a hike. You can you can go for a walk on beauty in beautiful areas of Australia without having to find your golf ball. It's one of my favorite things to do on a Sunday. Just get up, get up there in the gutters. Just, just do some guttering. Um, there's some, there's, honestly, some of the gutters in, in in parts of like Southern Victoria, honestly, oh, you know, beautiful. Um, <laughs> I, it's a great I, place I, for guttering. It's a, it's a great place. That's that's what they say. Um, mm. If I could ask you a, a serious question, Zamps, um, you were one of the first people to leave the IPL last year. In yeah, about twelve months ago, when when Delta was kicking off in, in, and it sort of got into the bubble in, in the IPL. And I know you were sort of criticized for that at the time. And I'm sure your DMs were very helpful at that time as well. Um, like what was the, what was the decision around like, like how, how easy of a decision was it at, at that time? Because I mean, it was only about a week, a week later after you and I think Kane Richardson as well left um, from RCB. And then it got really bad in India, obviously, but you were the sort of the first person to leave. Yeah, it was myself, Kane, and AJ Ty. Actually, he um, mm. he got on a flight two days before we got onto one. So yeah, it was an, a very interesting time. Like uh, we we don't regret our decision whatsoever. It was obviously um, from RCB's point of view, they were pretty disappointed. Like some of the things mm. that they told us, um, you know, about letting down the squad and um, yeah, it's it was a pretty pretty rough fallout with that franchise. That's for t- that's for sure. Like a don't think I'll ever be playing for RCB again. But, you know, it's hard enough for me to get an IPL gig anyway, let alone um, getting rid of one team, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
yeah, I think the decision was it was it was easy. Like the fact that you know going to the Maldives for a holiday, you know, that when we left, that was like this is where this could end up if Australia locked all the citizens out from that have been in India, then there's a very good chance we're either going to be stuck here or going somewhere else for a bit before we have to do the two weeks quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. So, Cam and I were like, let's just go home. It was hard enough leaving home at that time. Like every time during COVID and having to do isolation, getting stepping onto that plane and taking off, you always knew that when you landed back, it was that two weeks quarantine. So, mm-hmm. It was always a hard decision anyway, let alone like back in the day, Richo or myself wanted to go play IPL and, you know, we had mental health issues or, you know, we got injured. You could be back in your own bed within 20 hours um, Mm -hmm. of making that decision. So, yeah, things things got a lot harder. So, but when there was 400,000 recorded cases in India, we were like, let's just bite the bullet here. Um, Mm. So... Yeah, it was a it was a very easy decision. Um, I think yeah, there was there as I said to you before, there's a little bit of fallout. Like um, as Kane said in the media a few weeks ago, he reckons that might be one of the reasons why we didn't get picked up again. But anyone with the same mind would have made the same decision that that we would. Um, yeah, as much as ten ten days in the mouth, I've sounds. We he goes and I pretty much follow the IPL properly for the first time last season, and um, if we hadn't. You know, I I would have looked at uh, you missing out in the IPL and gone unbelievable. So I'm uh, missing out in the IPL this time around. Um, you're one of the premier white ball spinners in T20 world cricket. Um, but looking at the, the comp last year and the IPL generally, like that, it, it, it seems really difficult for spinners generally to get a gig if you're not from India. Do, do you, how much of the of not getting picked up this time around do you think is weighted towards? The latter, or do you think it is? Do you think Kane's right, and that it's something to do with the way things fell out last year? Um, <clears throat> no, Kane's wrong. I think. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kane. Yeah, it's it's a it's an IPL. So if they if they want Kane Richardson's skill set, then they'll get it. Um, he's he's pulled out in the past and then got picked up again. So I think there will become a point where it may be a little bit too much. But um, yeah, I think yeah. Kane and I would definitely play IPL again at some stage. It is, for me, it is a little bit more difficult. You're, you're right, like guys, um, teams generally, unless you're a mystery spinner or can bat six or seven, um, it's just really tough to, to get together guys who are local, um, who they think can do a pretty similar job, although, you know, rec- records say that they won't do a similar job. Um, but that's just how they make up their team. They want to spend the money on the quicks, the all-rounders. Um, you know, even top-order batsmen don't really make a lot of money in that competition because um, there's so many of them over there as well. So, yeah, if you're, if you're a fast bowler or an all-rounder, that seems to be what they, what they want, what you attract. Um, obviously, at ICB, I mean, uh, Virat isn't, the captain anymore faf is but um but he was captain when you were there and um what's sort of like it's it struck me that it was so important for him to win the ipl you know part of Virat's legacy you know did, did you observe the kind of pressure that he put on himself as captain um no no didn't observe it at all he was he was 
the same guy the whole time. Nothing ever got like mm. bad bad games never affected him. Not scoring runs didn't affect him. I think he's got a he's got a pretty broad view of like his game and um, failures and and success. Like a, I don't think he really rides himself as much as hard as he does train and as good as he is. Like he, I think he sees cricket for for what it is. Um, I think he knows mm-hmm. how important his role is in it. Like obviously he's he's so big over there, but um, I never really felt like the IPL was like winning the IPL or whatever was the be all and end all as much as, you know, he loves, obviously loves that franchise. It's like, um, you know, it's probably similar with the stars, you know, we haven't won it yet and we're probably feeling that pressure to win it too. But mm. you know, if I play there for the next eight years and we don't win it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, mm. It's just, I love that club as well, but um, mm. it's just, I don't know. Maybe we will win it, maybe we won't. But once I'm done with cricket, I probably won't think about it too much. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, mate. Like, I, I should probably break this up into two questions, but I'll just talk. Um, like, <laughs> when you say something like that, like, I, I know how much you love playing for the Stars. Like, you, you love playing for the Stars more than many people would understand, probably. it's You're very loyal to them and you really want to win with them. But what you also say if we don't win, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. There's a lot of people from former generations who would hear something like that and go, Oh, he's not going to lose sleep over it. He mustn't care that much. You know, the only way (laughs) to show you care about something is literally to, you know, have sleep deprivation over it or similar (laughs) things like that, you know? And I look at say the, um, the T20 world cup win where guys like you and Stoinis and Agar, like Richardson, like the Wade almost seem to be brought into that click. Like the, the white ball guys seem to bring a, um, a real fearlessness and happiness to the team that took it to a new level. It seemed, you, you seem to be playing in a way that um, we're not used to as Australian fans, you know, like we're used to everything being, you know, we play well and we're aggressive, but we're very serious and we take losses hard and, you know, we, we, we struggle to shake hands after the game and stuff, but you guys don't seem to have a bit different attitude to that. Would, would, would that be right? Yeah, definitely. I think um, our attitude towards it has changed since this group has been together consistently now for like, I think the last 12 months in particular, we've made a conscious effort to just be like, you know, fuck it, let's just have fun. Like we went into that world cup and we, we said, who cares what happens? Let's just have the most amazing time. Let's drink beers together. Let's, let's play golf. Let's crash carts. Um, mm. <laughs> the big three. Yeah. Yeah. The big three. Beers, golf, um, carts. <laughs> carts, <laughs> carts, beers and darts. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like uh, I'm obviously not a part of that that test group, and um, I think you kind of get the feel by watching that they need our injection over there now. Um, they need a bit of white ball energy, so um, that's what we're doing. We're going over there. We're going to go support the lads in the last test towards the end. But um, yeah, like we're just we're just really having a good time. We're all good mates, um, and that's that's what matters. As I said to you before, like the World Cup would have been a great memory for me, even if we had lost. Although it was a lot fucking better that we won, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's really good 
team to be part of. It's the same as the stars. Like as I said to you, like I just want to have a good time, be around mates, um, and if we win, then it's a bonus. But that's definitely my attitude towards this whole thing. It's the same as even the baggy green, mate. Like you know, the baggy green culture, the getting that baggy green. How you know, if you want it, if you want it enough. It's like I might get it one day, but um, you know, Mitch. Mitch Swepson's in the team now and I'm very happy for him because he's a good mate of mine. So I'm not going to hope that he doesn't get wickets and that one day I get the baggy green. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. If, I, if I end up playing 250, 300 games for Australia and make good money out of it and I don't end up with a baggy green at the end of it, I'll, I'll be okay. It's like the same, same with me and my mates on a Saturday. Just, just get that baggy. Just get the baggy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, if, if if I don't get it, I actually am going to get some sleep. <laughs> uh, um, so I was, was going to ask you, uh, like, yeah. did you guys like how 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 written off did you guys feel like <laughs> coming into the World Cup? Did you <laughs> ruin myself here? Um, do you guys feel like like because the results before the World Cup have Bangladesh, West Indies tours, no, no good over there, um, and everyone was a bit like can't see it happening and I, I was like that as well i couldn't see i couldn't see us winning the thing um winning a couple of tosses didn't miss uh but uh but did you guys did you guys feel written off um yeah there was probably there was ebbs and flows even during the world cup like obviously the england game we got absolutely pounded um mm. it ruined our rate so much that we were like god we're fucked here um we're gonna need a miracle <laughs> Um, and then we got the wood over Bangladesh in the big win, and we were like, "All right, um, yeah, we're we're on here. We'll be okay. We'll make the semis." Um, and then we like it was a it was a really tough World Cup. We were in a tough group, the, the group of yeah. death. They were calling it like we played Westerners in the last game and beat them very well. But they're they're mm. one of those teams that you know if you don't start well against them, they're they're going to get a big score and. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting world cup. We, I, we did, yeah, we felt written off, hence why I always came out with the kept the receipts because I was actually writing stuff down saying, fuck these guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had it written down on a piece of paper, yeah, and I'm I, I, I lead the team song in the white wall group. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a nice way to kind of kick things off before we sang. Um, the team song got the boys pumped up a bit actually. Fuck. I'm afraid now. So I, 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 I wouldn't say we re- wrote you off, but just sort of thought, well, you know, teams like <laughs> four or five, and there's a couple other good teams, you know, and all, yeah, of, a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, we're in a voodoo doll. Yeah. Go on. Absolutely no. It's more. It's more ex-players that irk us. Um, yeah, not the great cricketer podcast. <laughs> no, it's a laugh at that. I mean, no, no disrespect. Yeah. No because no <laughs> we we know you're one of us. No, no, no. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, Pezon or Pezon, I used to play as well. So we sort of yeah, I did play. Players. I just yeah, just play. Yeah, but you play. don't have the you don't have the baggy green, mate. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, our team's cap was black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think? To us, doesn't matter because you didn't you didn't wear the baggy green. 
how many fucking tests have you played? Yeah, that's get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when you when you like you, so we're recording this on Monday morning for those listening, and so the test starts later this afternoon Australian time. Uh, and you, I, did, I didn't know that. You, so you guys are going to go over and you're going to be there supporting, kind of like um, a grade club finishing a game, saying let's go down and support the twos. You know, obviously the test team is the twos from a whiteboard perspective. <laughs> like, how do you, yeah. how do you manifest that support? You like bring a case, sit in the stands. Apparently, uh, they do. They have they have a hill ready for us with a with a um, a blanket, some fold out chairs, and a little esky. Um, <laughs> so they've they've actually got that roped off. Um, mm. Roped off velvet rope. Obviously, you can't velvet. bring a case. It was Pakistan, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that's the plan, mate. That's great. That would actually be awesome if you were in the crowd supporting, but I know that's it's impossible. <laughs> I mean, there's there's been so much written and said about how much security there is over there. I was going to ask, they've actually, they've when we talked, we talked to Finchie last week, and uh, I think we just read a report that he hadn't heard yet that there were there was a bit of security consternation heading over there um, because Imran something going on with Imran Khan or something. Who was a good player, and uh, they've moved the games now to to Lahore or away from Lahore. Have you guys had a briefing on that? Uh, what's, how are you feeling heading over there? Um, yeah, we're in Lahore now. We were meant to be in Rawalpindi. There was some right. um, protesting that was too close to the, to the hotel. Right. So they've changed it to Lahore. Yeah, I, I mean, I did have some concerns about, about going. Um, obviously, uh, you speak to I spoke to someone like uh, Stephen Fleming who um, had a really rough time over there when they last toured, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know, mate. Like, um, it's very personal." Um, I think, I think the fact that um, the security is so strong makes it makes it an easier decision. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about going. It's a nice short trip as well. Um, and yeah, be good. Minus has, has his coffee machine over there, so it would be sweet. Um, <clears throat> dad, dad, life around the corner for you, Zorbs. Um, what what kind of dad is Adam Zampa going to be? Uh, throwdowns at the nets, um, you know, driving to away games, or uh, you know, whiskey bars once they turn eighteen. Um, I'll probably <laughs> whiskey bars. I'll take him to Soho and meet Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Spend a time between now and then, believe me. <laughs> um, let's get back to this Tom Hardy story at one stage because I, I, I got a, I got a DM from someone on Instagram last year um, about my comments on Tom Hardy and how disrespectful it was because he's had a drinking problem. Because uh, he said, mate, I've seen your thing with the great cricketer about catching up with Tom Hardy. Um, it's not very funny. Um, he's actually had a drinking problem for a long time. Um, so, you know, you've got to be careful what you say. And I was like, right, mate, it didn't happen. Um, it was very obvious that it didn't happen. No, dis- no disrespect to Tom Hardy. I hope he gets through this, this issue. Um, but... I actually didn't catch up with him in Soho. As hard as that is to believe, it didn't happen, mate, and it was a joke. So, yep. yeah, anyway. Uh, sure back to me contact. being a dad. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. He'll, you can imagine what he'll look like. He'll be short and probably fat. Um, he'll he'll grow his hair long, and I'll probably be one of those dads that just gives it the haircut across the, the yeah. fringe there. Yeah. Very like bamboo-y, linen-y clothes, <laughs> barefoot. Um, <laughs> bamboo-y. Linen-y. Linen-y, hanky, you know. You can imagine. Um, that's good, man. That's good. Got some visions there. <laughs> um, um, hey, uh, obviously... A couple of weeks ago, uh, the, the king passed away, and uh, we we're talking about. I mean, look, <laughs> I don't know how long people are going to, you know, be talking about Warren in this phase straight after he's he's died. But he just he just meant a lot to a lot of people. You don't want to kind of um, you know overdo the the grief on it. But I just felt like, um, you know, especially for a leg spinner like yourself, there's like so you know one of the main one of the main lines that's come out of like Warren's death is how many people say um, we all wanted to be like him. And it, it kind of, it occurred to me that uh, someone like you probably got as close as anybody to, um, to being like him. You can, I can see a little bit of his action in yours, but also most people try and bowl leg spin and then realize what a stupid art it is and how hard it is. But you actually, I'm sure he was a hero of yours and you actually have gone and done it and played for Australia. So um, just some reflections on, on Warren and um, you know, what the last couple of weeks have meant to you. Yeah. I, um, it was a bit of, yeah, obviously it's a really, really sad couple of weeks. I, I woke up that day and, and read the news and it didn't really hit me, I guess. You know, I read about it and I was talking to blokes about it and going, you know, that's sad because I know it's I know it's sad, but it didn't hit me until that afternoon. And I was sitting there on my deck having a beer and going, like, fuck. I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for him. Like he was he was the guy that when I decided to buy leg spin at 13 or 14 that I absolutely looked up to. Like I got the opportunity to buy with him when I was, I think, six months after I decided to buy leg spin. Um, amazing like it was such an amazing experience meeting him like he's the absolute king like he I remember just being in awe of him like he his body was built differently his hands and you were like whoa man he picked up the ball and he's like he hadn't bowled in let's say I think it was like a year or two years and he went whoa let's see how this goes and I don't know if you guys know but Anyone that's listening to the Grade Cricket Podcast should know Mick Mudguts McLennan. <laughs> Thanks for calling it the Grade Cricket Podcast. <laughs> if you're listening, you should... Some of you will know Mudguts McLennan. Great. One of the great men of Grade Cricket. Um, played for Eastern Suburbs. He was actually down in the net. He was like, oh, I'll face your warning. And he goes, yeah, all right, let's, I'll roll a couple out. His first ball genuinely drifted outside leg um, and mud guts like spun past mud guts and it, he missed it by about a foot and it was like this this bloke can't do do wrong like I was like this yeah he's the king for a reason um, 
yeah, anyway, that, that afternoon, I just, I remembered, yeah, a few of those memories. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be doing what, I, what I'm doing if it wasn't for him. I absolutely looked up to him. Um, and I, yeah, I was trying to reflect on our relationship in the last couple of years and like just, it was probably one of those things with him where I was kind of in my zone. Um, he was doing what he was doing. Um, and I always thought that I would connect with him maybe later. Like I'm, we'd always say hello at the ground. Like he, he, he said hello to me in that Sri Lanka series. And I said, Hey, like probably regret not going up and talking to him. Cause I was in a bit of a, like a, you know, a fuck the past players kind of mood, still talking shit about us. Um, mm. <laughs> so yeah, I have some regrets there. Like I probably should have just saw past that and went and said g'day. But um, yeah, with Warney, I always just thought he was someone that I would connect with a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, he, he finally came around to me as well. I think for a couple of years, he thought I was no good. And then the last couple of years, he started talking me up. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sad, mate. Like I yeah, absolutely looked up to him. He's, you know, him, um, McGill, a couple of my my heroes growing up. Nice one. Uh, <clears throat> Zorba, I think you've got to go to training. Um, you're not aware of that, but you've got to go to the Junction Oval. So, um, um, they, they sort of, they sort of so. contact us and then we contact the players to tell them what, what time training <laughs> is. And um, <laughs> we sort of get them on a Zoom beforehand, have a chat. And... Uh, thank, thank, thanks so much for the chat, mate. All the best in Pakistan. More importantly, all the best for some time off after and, uh, and dad life after that. All the best to you and Harriet with that. Um, I was going to say that pursuit. Yeah, that is what it is actually. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks for joining us again, mate. You're always very generous to us. No worries, guys. You're both glowing. Um, lovely to see you. Uh, and shout out to Mudguts McLennan. Hope he's listening. Thank you very much to Zamps. Pez, hashtag I said you see around the corner. We've got to thank our sponsors, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use the code TGC. For 20% off and free shipping. That's a fucking sweet deal. 20% off and free shipping. Not bad. <laughs> um, Pez, uh, escaping is, you know, I, I, we, we talked about this the other day, like when I, 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 I took, I took my uh, lawnmower 3.0 around the world with me. Presentation key at all times. You're going to be away for a few weeks from home. You got to keep that shit presentable. You got to mm-hmm. keep your shit presentable. No matter where you are, it's good for Instagram. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. When I've seen a couple of Insta shots of you overseas and you're looking good, obviously. And Thanks. you were supported by Manscaped there, were you? Not a paid promotion, but obviously Manscaped. That wasn't a, uh, wasn't a paid the, promotion. The armor. Mm, I, should, I, should, I should have tagged him in. I should have tagged mm. him in. I didn't post many pictures of my penis on Instagram. Not this time. Oh. Um, that was for sort of OnlyFans gear. Um, use the code TJC for the OnlyFans code. Um, Fuck. <laughs> what? A- <laughs> I didn't realise TJC was being co-opted for your OnlyFans uh, push. <laughs> yeah, for your OnlyFans bush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking last week about the uh, the the accessories that Manscaped got. And we we're talking about the, um, the it's like the deodorant, the, like the scented deodorant that they have. And I was thinking how yeah. scent is an underrated attraction. Scent is an underrated attraction. Oh, uh, you think it's un- yeah? I think it's highly rated. Sense everything, yeah. Not everything, not exactly everything, but it's a lot of things. You can. You, do you, you remember like that's, these that's to everything, be- mate? There was 
do you remember? I mean, they may still even be around. A lot of people remember this. Like you go into a, a bathroom at a pub, you know, circuit mm. Friday night, Saturday night, and there'd sure. be these like uh, metal vending machines called yeah. Wipe-On Sex Appeal. Yeah, you could you yep. could you could purchase it for a matter of dollars. I don't know how much because I never did it myself. But I love the idea mm. that you just get it and you go. I am going to wipe on <laughs> sex appeal from a metal vending machine. Like, I mean, I'm imagine get these that pheromones you, you do, all over my body. Hey, you know, you got people who are trying to do self improvement via tertiary education, self help books, uh, spiritual mm. enlightenment. That's right. Uh, you know, they, they educate themselves. They engage in moral pursuits. Maybe they go to church. Maybe they've got a great familial and friendship network around them, good communities, and they invest in these things. And actually, you know, all of these are for biological reproduction reasons. And actually, you could just go to a pub and get wipe-on sex appeal for $1 <laughs> and and you could you too could reproduce. Mate, I, um, I played a game... I played a game at um, at Chatswood Over was my club's home ground um, back in Sydney and uh, had some drinks with the boys afterwards at this bar called Chelsea. It was Chelsea Bar in Chatswood. And right. um, I would have been early 20s. I can't remember exactly how old I was. But um, I was getting pretty tipsy, drink responsibly, uh, and I went to the bathroom and purchased some wipe-on sex appeal from the bathrooms. And then I was already inebriated. And then I wiped, I wiped it all over my neck and then put the wipe on sex bill in my drink and then drank the drink. And it's honestly the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life, or at least top five. Yeah, absolutely blitzed. I would not recommend doing that. So, so I understand. Please. You, you wiped like a, presumably like a, like a moist kind of cotton That's material right. over your neck. And did yes. you... Are you saying you put the remaining liquid from the packet into your drink or you actually put the, the cotton wipe into I your drink? I put the drink? cotton wipe into the drink. And and you're saying it got just you... just alcohol. Mr. Speaker. Right. I was going to say, like, were you, were you so blitzed that you did it or you became very drunk because you put this um, alcohol-based solution into your drink? Well, my memory, uh, which remains hazy to this day, uh, mm-hmm. it, is that uh, it was because of the alcohol... Uh, the the acidity of the alcohol in the wipe that was mm. then in my drink, but but if I'm doing that, I was already pretty pissed. So pretty pissed, like you know, which one? And which was it one was it a bit of a other. trick for your friends as well? Yeah, like, it was. Oh, yeah, it was out. just some. It was just some dumb shit for the boys, you know. And uh, yeah. and uh, you know, got a laugh. That's all I wanted. That's all Do I wanted. Do you believe that your um that you did manage to wipe on increased sex appeal? The fact that I couldn't talk afterwards, so I think I sort of um, sort of negated any uh, pheromonal attraction that I was right. exuding because I had I had just yeah. wiped on sex appeal onto my body. Yeah, but the fact but that someone I may talk, have thought, yeah, they may they may have thought, look, this guy can't talk. However, the pheromones he's exuding do compensate somewhat. Mm, what is that lavender? <laughs> um, have you wiped on some sex appeal there? Let me tell you, uh, I am very appealed for sex with you. I guess the point is that scent is critical and the ultra premium collection is the ultimate <laughs> wet goods bundle. <laughs> wet goods. Hey, you want to buy some wet goods? It includes deodorant, actual armpit deodorant, body wash, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, hydrating body spray. 
Hey, Kyle, I didn't get the hydrating body spray. Anyway, uh, and the package <laughs> comes with a free set of Manscaped lip balm. Um, also, when you get this stuff from Manscaped, they actually give you different options for the read. Like, there's a male host, female host, and PG. So, I always click male host, just trying to, you know, do this with integrity. But maybe there's another option there down the track. Uh, so... Mm. That's a Manscaped Ultra Premium Collection for all your wet goods. Use the code TGC, you're going to get 20% off and it's going to help you scent. And don't do what I did. Don't do what I did ever. Uh, hashtag AskTGC. Alex Powell wrote in, he said, Boys! Was looking for some kind of explanation of Elise Perry's suspected alpha exploits over at the World Cup. During Australia's win over New Zealand and indeed for most of the tournament, Perry has batted with a stick covered in red cherries. Alex continues, is this Perry saying to the rest of the women's cricketing world, bar England and India, we actually play tests and you don't, or something much less sinister? Regards, Alex. I actually, I interpret it differently, Alex. Like, I mean, because Elise Perry's younger than us, he goes like, I'll always see her as young, but she's she's a veteran now. Uh, And I see, like, I actually see it more as old school, you know, not like so much an alpha thing, but more like I just, I don't think those cherries are being um, like manufactured. I don't think she's deliberately leaving it on. And, you know, even they used to say in the past, like, oh yeah, you sandpaper the edges. So there's nothing on there and there's heaps of cherries on the bat. Like you hear that as a kid and you, even as mm. a kid, you'd be like, so I'm going to literally lessen the width of my bat so mm. that when I go out there, fielders may think that I'm a good player. And that's going to impact the way that, I mean, it's just ridiculous stuff. I just think Elise Perry probably has bigger things to worry about than um, manicuring her bat, you know, mm. and, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. I think players these days, with respect, you know, we've got a lot of time for the, the new generation. You've got to back them. But, like, yeah. they're more interested in the, in the curating of the image than, I think, players of your Generally speaking, generally speaking, there's exceptions. And I think Elise Perry's just going, I don't give a fuck. And she would have heaps of red cherries because she heat, hits heaps of balls, probably a lot of them out of the middle. I didn't I didn't ever like... I liked the clean skin um, after the game, which mm. is separate to what I'm talking about here. But um, That's right. Well, back in the day, clean skins were big because you, you didn't have the label on them and you're like, oh, this could be really good wine. Then you pretended you knew what wine was good <laughs> and you right. didn't. And you just drank it because you, you just generally... You drink to cover your... Um, your yeah. issues and you feel more confident. Yeah, that's right. It's just a uh, yeah, social lubricant. Um, I, uh, but I didn't like cherries on the bat. I, di- I didn't like it. I didn't, uh, but I do like the idea that if you had one in the middle of the bat, then people would be like, he's a good player. Cause one time, one time a ball hit the middle of his bat. Didn't, there's no context to the cherry. There's yeah. like, there's no, like to me, the cherry yeah. was, a, was uh, equivalent to a hickey. Now, some people, some people like hickeys and those people are fucking psychopaths. If you are proud to have like to have fucking a burst blood vessel in your neck to resemble some sort of like sexual attraction, it's like, hey, women find me attractive because one fucking tried to eat my neck once. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want that on my neck. I don't want cherries on my bat. Okay. I mean, like. If you've got a hickey at age fifteen or something, that's a real status symbol. Like I'm kind of, I, I wanna, I wanna give give your your mid teenagers a bit of a pass on that. But I think if you're maybe seventeen or above, rocking mm-hmm. a hickey, um, yeah, I'm not saying it's hard drive stuff, but it's a, it's. 
Well, at 15, it's a blood vessel. Yeah, I mean, at, at 15, it's sort of like, it's a bit of like consumer confidence that you're putting out there. It's like, someone has found me attractive. so Enough to you know, burst a blood vessel in my neck. That's right. And this market is open for business. Um, yeah. But... I like, oh, he yeah. goes, I like the idea of, yeah, like, I, if, you know, I remember as a, as a kid playing cricket, like if, you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this guy out. We can really, we can, we can mm. get this wicket. We're, we've got some momentum. We're confident. And then mm-hmm. if there's a cherry in the middle of the bat, oh, we're fucked here. <laughs> you know, you, you lose your lines and your lengths. The, you know, there's a bit less energy in the field. Well, he's, he's middled one in the past. And actually the yeah. bat's demonstrating that. It's just a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the the idea of yeah. like sanding the edges so you don't have cherries on the outsides on the outskirts of your of your stick, like that 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 to me is a bit like when when Australia used to say we're going to target the captain, like we're gonna we're gonna try really hard to get this guy out. Yeah, like well, he's like got a target it, on he's got a target on his head. He's, like a yeah, laser that's pointer. right. That's <laughs> that actually would be a good way to sledge someone. Actually, bring a laser point onto the field and just put it in the batsman's eyes. Don't do that, Before, please. Yeah. Don't actually do that unless it's finals. Please and don't do to win. that. Yeah. yeah, or in yeah, that's right. Or don't do it in South Africa. The cameras will kind of get you. Like there'll be. Some... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. This is from Will. He goes, uh, and yeah. I I haven't read these Ask TGCs, but I can see from the format. What this is going to be, and uh, um, this is a follow-up. I can see this. This is from Will. So I it's think just I think the, merely. I, I think the first one from Will came in. It's this one is via Patreon, and I think yes. the first instalment of this RCDC was on Patreon. Patreon.com forward was slash it? Cricket okay. Sign up. Yep. All right. Well, I can explain this. So if that's true, and this hasn't been read on the main pod, um, the first line explains it. It says, "Dearest Father." Colon. So I think that's the that's the title that's that, of that's what's the title about this, to follow. This poem. Yeah. Dearest father, a sequel poem to the previous poem called "Tall, Thick, and Dad Dick." <laughs> Thick spelt T H I double C. You're gonna have to sign up to Patreon if you want to get the original "Tall, Thick, and Dad Dick," which I I believe I corpsed about eight times reading. So <laughs> here we go. This is the sequel to poem "Tall, Thick, and Dad Dick" by Will. <laughs> Oh, I haven't read this, fuck. <laughs> Dearest father, when will you come to watch me play? Dearest father, do you even know my name? <laughs> Dearest father, please don't call me champ or buddy. Dearest father, I can count on one hand when you've said you love me. <laughs> Dearest father, have you ever hit a cover drive? Dearest father, have you ever scored through the offside? Dearest father, I play this stupid fucking game because of you. Dearest father, you haven't ever scored more than an odd 22, brackets 15. (laughs) Dearest father, you played half a season on turf. Dearest father, you were dropped for a guy whose nickname was Nerf. (laughs) Dearest father, tell me that you would have played ones if it wasn't for the injury. Dearest father, you can't bowl more than five legal deliveries. <laughs> Dearest father, fours want to finish higher than ten. Dearest father, fuck it, I guess I'll go round again. <laughs> so so he, he finishes by saying, so I guess the question is, when did you realise you were a better cricketer than your dad? 
Um, for me, early, there was no one, there was no one really in my family that was athletic. So I didn't have like, you know, the lineage of, you know, like uncles mm. and, and like, well, my dad or, or even like siblings necessarily who were like really, I, I even like really into sport. I mean, I started to watch cricket cause my dad watched cricket, you know, and my brother as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think I knew pretty early that, that I was better. I'm talking like seven or eight. Do you have your brother covered in cricket as well? Yeah. 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 It's interesting, mate. Like you, you could do, um, I bet if you did family history, which is always really interesting, and sometimes you uncover things you don't want to uncover. Hmm. Mm. I bet there's someone there because you're 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 a, you're a thick boy. You got big thick old shoulders and rig. I actually saw on Insta. I saw on Instagram the other day. Yeah. There was some comment about rigs or someone else's rig, and someone wrote to you saying, like it was meant to be a compliment, saying, "Oh, he goes, you've got one of the most underrated rigs around." And I sort of wanted right. to reply like. Who the fuck says it's underrated? You know, like, like, just sort of to back you up a bit there, but you got big old shoulders, uh, you know, national swim swimmer, you know, underage, and from all reports, like I never saw you play. We're at we're in different grades and stuff. If I haven't sort of said that before, yeah. But you know, very good fielder. So like I, I actually heard you described as an elite fielder, and really? so that requires coordination. Yeah. I've never told you that for masculinity reasons. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. And um, so it obviously runs in the blood somewhere. You can't field, mm. I reckon, or catch and do any of that kind of highly coordinated stuff unless something's in the past. So you might have to look some shit up, you know? No, nah, well, so my, my brother um, went like balls deep into Ancestry.com. I think I'm, I might have said this before. Yeah. And um, right. this, this is going to be really shocking to people, but um, for the most part, it's actually... Um, uh, like English, Irish, and Scottish, but then I've got mm-hmm. like I've got like ten percent Viking in me. Um, yeah, and you're always looking for that when you're like, uh, and maybe yeah, a bit it's of like Viking a luxury gear. of Anglo life. You're trying to mm. look for something exotic beyond, oh, you know, some right. just drab English background. Which some English people <laughs> out there go, "No, you should be proud of your British." Shut up. I just I'm looking for the Irish stuff, and there is a lot of that. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more on that side. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a red coat. Nah, yeah, it's like I oh, really fascinating history. Yeah, most of my family's in Kent. Oh wow! <laughs> oh really? So was mine. Oh, so was Henry Berry. Uh, uh, absolute fucking yeah. Uh, for 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 me, um, that reminds me. A friend of mine tried to get K E N T on the back of his Year Twelve jersey once. He was denied. Uh, he was ducks. So. Yeah. What about you? Like, I, when, when did you know uh, you? Had your there was a there was a takeover. There was a takeover. Okay. Uh, I reckon, like, I, I had great times in the backyard with my dad. I'm very grateful for it and all that kind of stuff. We played a lot. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe 13, 14. So, but thir- by 13, 14, like, I, you know, you know how, like, things things feel like an absolute lifetime as a kid. Like, between the ages of 10 to 13, you feel like you've lived, like, three lives because you've had so much change and you've, yeah. you've not been, you don't have, like, memories from that long. So, mm. like, it felt like a very long time of, like, trying my absolute best in the backyard mm. to then all of it, like to, to like compete with my dad, had no idea if he was just playing along with me or not to mm. all of it. It's probably a puberty thing, to be honest, to all of a sudden, like, you know, sort of getting the Shane Warne ball really wet, wetting up yeah. the backyard and absolutely screaming them past his chin and yeah. going, Oh, I fucking got this bloke here. Uh, 
I've got this and not bloke let, here. And not letting up at all. The bloke, the bloke uh, who's responsible for, like, feeding you that night. I fucking got this yeah, bloke here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, he's still got me. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> 36 still working on it. Yeah. He, I like, got to a point with Dad in the backyard where, like, um, like... Because my dad's a spinner, right? He was left arm orthodox. He was good. He was a good cricketer, but yeah. um, did he play great? He used to like. Uh, he played twos. Yeah, he he played. Oh, right. He played combined green shield. He played against Jeff Thompson, combined oh, no green way. shield. So he oh, could so play. He was good. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, he was he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the, I would, you know, he didn't play once, did he? But, <laughs> he didn't play once, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't really didn't stick with it, did he? But um, he was busy having a child. Who I called my it sister. It is sort of started. It is sort of sort of like start a podcast and um, you know yeah, yeah. talking about yeah the game and yeah. best thing my sister did for me actually got in the road of his career career. You beauty. Um, but um, he used to like um, he used to he's a spinner. He 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 was he bowled um like wrist spin left it was left arm wrist spin but also orthodox and he used to enjoy like the humiliation of tossing it up really slowly and beating me in flight and then like getting under my skin because he did he tossed it up really high but because it's your dad and i didn't mm. know how to like dance down the deck and you know get him on the floor as i did later and just yeah. you know deposit him over his head that's what mark um, always said <laughs> yeah, but he used to he used to he used to always say like I beat you in flight there I beat you in flight there <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah, it yeah, used yeah. to really irritate you know, obviously an eleven year old deals with that really well <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and you get stumped and anyway uh, yeah so no good yeah good no good memories not not psychologically traumatized <laughs> no what well, what they were they are actually very they are very treasured memories for me so and then I had uncles as well like uh, they're all younger than him like four well I still do but like four. He has big Catholic family, four brothers as well, and they used to. Yeah. I they actually used to. Um, they used to uh, uh, bully me <laughs> in the backyard. Couple um, of bully boys, you know. But it was been the old days, like you know, it's good for him and all that kind of stuff. I still remember, like unmowed. We had like bare patches where we'd bat and bowl, and like I still remember getting on the front foot and trying to drive one of my uncles, and I missed it, and I hit the grass, and I was given out caught behind, and mate, I was fucking. I, I I was a tantrum child, like uh, oh mate, and and then like <laughs> Steve Bidoff writes about this in Manhood, like you know Australians don't have the same rituals as say you know people who grew up in the Amazon uh, rainforest, <laughs> right, but right. backyard cricket backyard cricket is a is a, like can be a male ritual to teach patience and accepting the umpire's decision and things like that. Well, Steve, and not when there's fucking injustice. I don't think that is very. <laughs> Have you ever copped a rough one, Stephen? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Thank you very much to Adam Zampa. Thanks out there for watching and listening to TGC. As per usual, let's hope there's a fucking result in one of these games. In the third result. test in uh, in Lahore there and also in the West Indies. And then the IPL starts next week. Oh, there's so much good stuff to come. See you guys next week.